Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It is the big show. Jake Scott with you broadcasting live from our... uh, Zone Studios here at Vivin Arena. Lloyd Cole producing today across the glass from me. Hi, Lloyd. Hey, bud. Hey. How are you doing? I haven't seen you in a bit. Good. Making You're looking it, good. Yeah. Yeah. Making it happen. Yeah. Got a game day today. I love me a game day. The final preseason game of the year for the Utah Jazz and the defending champs are in town, which... Is always interesting. Stoked for the regular season to start. Yeah, week week from yeah. tonight. Week from tonight. And then uh, this 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 honestly, this season has such tremendous potential. It is pretty exciting. They did look very good on Monday, and we'll get into uh, what more we we expect from this Jazz team in their final preseason tune-up. Uh, but Lloyd, you, did you have a good night last night? You were gonna you were gonna go home. No. And- what? Oh yeah, the no. Giants. Uh, oh yeah, they lost. no, because the, the the Giants they pretty lost. much laid an egg. Yeah, yeah. what happened? They that got tough. They, they got beat up pretty good, huh? Yeah, they just couldn't get the uh, when they did have uh, when they did have runners in scoring position. They weren't able to uh, to capitalize. Uh, and they just couldn't get it going. And not only that, they went through a ton a ton of pitchers. Like I think they pulled their starter at like after. Like an inning and a half. Yeah, that's never after good, giving up. Never he, only, good he had sign. given up two runs, but they were hitting them. So they pretty much were. The, the, the score doesn't sh- look like the. I mean, they did lose. What was it? Seven, one or seven two, something like that. I shut it off. I was like, whatever. I'm done. I'm going to bed. Not worth it. Not worth it. Fine. Not worth it. Can't win. Don't try. Yeah, I'm with you. So I was like, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, they. Uh, I was like, okay, on to game five. Here we go. That is tonight, right? Nope, tomorrow. Tomorrow? Yep, tomorrow because they got to move to go down to head to San Fran. It is. It's in San Francisco. Yep. Yeah. They'll shift back there to the to the bay. Who's uh, who's on the bump? Got Logan Webb, who uh, who got, won the first game. So, and I'm not sure who they're going who they're going with yet. See, I'm I'm really torn on this because I I often like to cheer against your teams, but all of a sudden I find myself a Raider fan. But I still kind of want to cheer against the Giants. Yeah, but you but, were but on, I feel like we're on the same page. Because who likes the Nobody likes hate the Dodgers. LA, right? Yes, I don't like the Dodgers. I agree. I agree. Although I would the say one fine, game, the Giants are the, the, the lesser of evils. Yeah, although the, the one game, I've told you this story, right? The, the one game that uh, I've gone to at Dodger Stadium, I found the fans very reasonable. Have I, have I told you no. this story? No. So I've never heard that before. My wife was clerking at a, a firm in L.A., and I went to visit her. I think it was right around Pac-12 Media Day. It was one of those, like, uh, two-bird, one-stone type of things. This was before we were married, when she was in law school. And we go to a Dodger game. But my wife knows Dexter Fowler's wife. She's from oh, I, I, Utah. I knew that. Didn't you get Dexter Fowler on the 
on the station or something all as well? I don't know if that was my connection, actually. But, yeah, Dexter okay. did come on the station uh, and came in the studio. He, yeah, he yeah, came he on was, with Scotty. Yeah, he's, uh, he's a cool guy. Uh, but uh, he married somebody my wife knows. So my wife calls his wife and says, uh, hey, just we're going to go to the game tonight. And uh, we discovered it was the he was at the, the Rockies at the time, right? You know, I noticed the Rockies were in town. I thought, hey, I thought I'd reach out see if he had any connections on some good seats, you know. And so, uh, it turns out that Dexter Fowler did have some connections on some good seats, and took care of us. So, uh, you know, my wife is not a passionate. She likes sports, but she's not, you know, like a sports fan. And uh, I, you know, Rockies, Dodgers, I don't care. I was just excited to go to Dodger Stadium, right? And I just wanted to eat a hot dog. I was going to say, did you get a Dodger dog? Yeah, which in and of itself was... Yummy. Well, it was good, but in and of itself, that was like a story. Really? Well, I don't mean mean to get sidetracked. We do have time. Yeah. So my wife and I, for fear of game traffic, this is Los Angeles after all, and my wife and I are very, very timely people. We just are. We We got to that game so early, Lloyd. So early. The the people at the gate taking the ticket were, like, surprised to see anybody. You know what I mean? And so the only place that was really open was the, like, lounge? I don't know. It, it wasn't a VIP thing, per se, but it was, like, a, a, a lounge up several levels or whatever. So it, uh, I ordered a Dodger dog, and it, it, it was a Dodger dog, but it was, like, everything you could imagine, like, on – it was, like, a, a – a Dodger dog, but delicacy style. You know what I mean? And it, it cost like $25 or something. Obscene. It was over 20 bucks. Couldn't believe it. It's like, this better be the most delicious hot dog I've ever had. And it's like, well, you're lucky. You know? So anyway, uh, we didn't really cheer during the game because we didn't really care. We were just happy to be there. But we did cheer every time Dexter Fowler came to the play. Isn't it kind of fun, though, to kind of... How come you didn't cheer? It's like fun to go to a game and kind of kind of cheer. I don't know. We just didn't. Well, like I mean, have a rooting interest a little bit in Clap or something. I don't know. But we weren't there with any Dodger fans. Okay. Uh, and, and you anyway, weren't wearing a Rockies hat? But we were kind of cheering for Dexter Fowler because he got us the tickets and we okay. have this weird personal connection with the guy. How many major leaguers am I like one Kevin Bacon game thing away from? You know what I mean? Like one step removed. Right. Okay. So we cheered for him, and these Dodger fans kind of turned around and were in front of us. They're like, "Hey, hey, what's going on over here?" Kind of giving us the look because we were we were yelling about it. And I was like, "Hey, listen, Dexter Fowler got us these seats. We're not going to sit here and cheer for the Rockies. We're going to cheer for the guy that got us in the building." And the the Dodger fan was like, "Yeah, that seems reasonable." And turned around, <laughs> didn't hear, didn't hear from him for the rest. Because you're the lucky game. they didn't put you in a coma. Yeah, well, that that's not something we should be joking no, about. No, that's that like real. That was that season. That game was, really? was that season. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. that was how long ago that was. I went to a Giants game, and it was Giants-Dodgers, and I remember like the, the fans just getting after one another. I'm like, it's, it's a game. Like, it's not... I just, it's, it's, it's a game. Enjoy. I don't for a variety. You of have, if as long as you, if you, I don't care if you're heckling or whatever each other, have it in a good manner. Yeah. But when it starts to get a little bit violent, it's like, okay, this it's it's, yeah, it's not worth far. it. Come on, too far. Um, here's the great thing about baseball and playoff baseball is really great, but I I'm not as dialed into it as I used to be. I I played baseball in high school, but I'll tell you what, if I go to a major league city to visit and the teams in town, I'm going 
because going to baseball and and you get this at it, Smith's Ballpark too. It just it reminds you like oh this is a great game. It's just such a great game in person at the ballpark. You know, ideal weather. You know, you have it in your mind like just beautiful. So. I've got a I've, I have a funny thing going right now. Just kind of back to the Giants a little bit. I have a fun, my neighbor is actually he. So my neighbor is a flag guy. Like he puts flags up of all his teams, and he's pretty much the opposite of every team. Every team he likes is like the rival of my team. It's like a Dodgers and a Broncos fan. Exactly. Is he? So we finally actually oh, just bought a flag. So, such we an finally, obnoxious combo. Yes, I know. Ow, we man. bought. We bought a. Uh, finally bought uh, like a bought some flags because I'm like, you know what? I'm tired of seeing this. So I've got my Giants flag and my Raiders flag, and we're flying them. Like every time he changes it, I change mine to go the other, opposite direction. So Good for you, yeah, we got a little a little battle, and then and then my and then Xavier goes over there and talk smack to him every time. So how was that Dodgers game after game one and stuff like that? I was like, yes, that a boy. What an obnoxious combo. Let this, me guess. this weekend it'll be Raiders-Broncos, so bam. Let me guess, they're also a Boise State fan. <laughs> Surprisingly, no. No? No. Not, not a Boise, because that, like, that feels, feels like, like a it. combo that you'd mix in a little Boise State. It feels like it, but no. No? No, not. That would be the, the ultimate. He's like got a million flags. It's like what? I mean, he hockey, you name it. Like he has it. It's like, geez. Who's this hockey Apparently, team? Avalanche. Apparently, I got to take on a hockey team just to keep up. I don't even know who the Avalanche rival is. The North, I don't either. I have no idea. No idea. I'm not. A, I'm not a huge NHL guy, so I don't. I don't know. I'm wearing a Whalers hat. Yes, you are. Yeah. Go Whalers. Best logo in sports history, as far as I'm concerned. All right. Well, anyway. Anything else uh, you need there, uh, Lloyd? I, I, I'm still an episode behind, but I, I, I caught an episode of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City last night. I had flipped on, because my, my radio station, by the way, was, was happened to just be on uh, uh, another station, and they had actually one of the Real Housewives on, oh, on yeah? a, a music station. They, they were it, like in there, yeah. So my opinion, and again, I'm, a, I'm an episode behind here. My opinion is that it, this season hasn't been as good. The, the drama hasn't been as good. But I will tell you this. There's been more Coach Shaw on this season. A little sports angle of it, of course. Uh, Sharif Shaw, special teams coordinator for, for Utah, is married to one of the cast members. And, and Coach Shaw has been in it a little bit more. And, and you know what? He's like the if, – if there is positive redemption out of reality TV, he seems to be that for that show. Does that make any sense? Right. So I'm not sure which couple it was. I, all I know, all I caught was that the husband's name was Justin. Do you, does that oh, help you yeah, who that was? Justin and Whitney Rose, yeah. Okay, then that's yeah. that's who it was. Yeah. Then I only yeah. caught the Justin part, and I was like, oh. And so I was listening, and I like there was like a lot of bickering going on. I was like, wow. Fiery. There's a bit of a sports connection there, too, yeah. but that one doesn't come up on the show. But I'll tell you what, Sharif, uh, Sharif is... He's he's the positive vibes on that show. In a show with not a lot of positives, he seems to be that. Good. You've had some interactions with Sharif. He's yeah, yeah, he's guy. a he's upbeat though. He's got he's yes. got uh got a lot of inner energy, if that makes any sense. His uh he does like he's I don't know. I'm sure you 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 heard in his comments at. Uh, Aaron Lowe's funerals or whatever. Yeah, funeral. it was amazing. And it was, yeah, like yeah. him. I mean, I could hear him just talk. Yeah. 
Here's here's the thing though. As I'm watching that show and I'm seeing a little more Coach Shaw in it, as he's called on the show, uh, I just imagine Kyle Whittingham's reaction if he were not that Coach Shaw is out of line in any way, shape, or form, but it's just such a bananas show. I just like to picture Coach Witt watching one of his coaches on this show. You would like a camera that's like watching Coach watch the show. There is just to see what's happening. No way that Coach Witt is watching this show. I'd bet you a million dollars he's like, I don't want any part of that. No, but he has I, somebody watching I, it though. But there should be a like sub show of Coach Witt watching that show. That's that's all I'm saying. It would be amazing. Just Witt watching like oh, easy. You know our uh you know our guy uh, Coach McBride, you know his wife Vicky made it onto an episode last season? Really? Yeah. I think I I think I actually you might have mentioned that. Or coach mentioned it's that. Like she's famous. Yeah. She's famous. That was a particularly notorious notorious episode. Jin Shaw's birthday party. It's a good I party. haven't gotten into it, so I know, I, I know, do it. I know, I know. I, I've said this before, and then we'll dive into the jazz. I kind of like am interested in pop culture's take on our culture, if that makes any sense. It, it's always interesting to me because we live in such a unique place, and I don't think it's ever truly been captured. But I do get a kick out of things like I watched Big Love, of course, from from start to finish, and they they try really hard to get every detail right, but then would be wrong. Like they they'd be giving directions in the show, like you know, go down I fifteen and get off here and take this here, and it was like right. they would be off by a street, you know. I remember the show gave directions to Hogel Zoo, and it's like I don't know what you're getting at, and you're missing a street there, you know, like <laughs> pretty pretty. That's what I loved stuff. about that show was the it was like I, feel, I was like man, I feel like. Like it was so, it was just very. I know there was a lot of things, there was a lot of inaccuracies, but it just felt so like it was, it was just Utah. Like it yeah. felt like a show about Utah yeah. in a way. It did. Well, in, in this particular case, most most of the cast members of the show have they're they're professional women. They have different businesses that they do or whatever. And and this is the last we could we can leave it here. But uh, one of them had a grand opening last year of the of the her, her store or whatever it is and they glammed it up lloyd glammed it up big like the camera angles are are just right and it looks like this and i'm sure it's very lovely i don't mean to put anybody down here but it's in a strip mall but the way they shot it was not in a strip mall uh, but you you know you'd see little clues and whatever and it was like i know exactly where that is and that's <laughs> that is a strip mall that used to be that used to be a blippy and a godfather pizza right there i know exactly what that but anyway all right you want to talk about the jazz real quickly should we probably do what we're supposed to do here uh let's let's get to it Don behind the back dribble stepping back on the left foot and scoring that's a new move Behind the back, in the lane, pushing back off the left foot to create some extra space and scoring. Trying to feel each other out still. You know, obviously with the, the core group, you kind of know where each other needs to be. But then, you know, you have to you have Hassan, you have Eric. You know, I think that's that's the biggest thing, trying to get them in the right spot. But they're picking it up, you know, really fast. So that's a, that's a credit to them, you know, the work they've put in since they got here to figure out the plays, figure out what's been what's been rolling and, and what we like and how guys like pick and rolls and stuff like that. And then we, have a, we, we also had a stint where we went one through five switching and I was kind of on the fly and we were able to do that well. 
Donovan Mitchell, right there. It is game night here on uh, on the station. The Utah Jazz host the Milwaukee Bucks, the world champs in town, their final preseason game. Tip-off coming your way at 7 o'clock. Pre-game coverage begins at 6. And yes, Jared on Twitter, he says, so what you're saying is we need a Monday Night Football Peyton and Eli edition of Coach Witt watching Real Housewives. Yes, that's exactly that is exactly what we need to do. I, I agree. I would watch that show. I would watch it. Um, but uh, one note, uh, Jazz tonight, uh, we will not see Joe Ingles, who is out uh, due to rest, which uh, probably makes some sense. Again, coming back to the international play, and Joe uh, is not uh, a spring chicken anymore, so probably can utilize some of that rest going into the season as things tip off uh, a week from tonight. You can uh, buy Joe Ingles a, a, a couple extra days to rest a little bit and get ready for the year. And it's uh, it's one thing about this Jazz team is this is going to be a veteran group that has been together uh, for a while now, for the most part, having gone through what they did in the bubble and last year's truncated season, and you know the familiar familiarity level for most of this team and what uh, Coach Snyder wants to do is extremely high. Now, I will be keeping an eye out tonight in the in the final preseason uh, preseason game uh, to see if Hassan Whiteside feels uh, more comfortable. I mean, I think as we've seen, you know, some of the new guys, the new rotation pieces, we obviously have not seen Rudy Gay. We've we've seen Eric Paschal. We've certainly seen Jared Butler do some nice things from uh, his position as a rookie. Uh, but uh, I think we've seen Paschal adjust all right. Hassan Whiteside, we're still waiting a little bit. Um, you know, if he was he was never going to be another Rudy Gobert, but uh, thought that maybe an impact coming in off the bench that's uh, similar to Rudy, where they don't have to adjust uh, what they're trying to do on defense, you know, was a, a role that I think a lot of us, me included, of course, uh, thought that Hassan could come in and play, and, and we just haven't seen it yet. And he's only played in two preseason games, so it's not like we've had a whole lot of opportunity to see that. But that will be... Uh, I think uh, something to keep an eye on because I think he could be an important piece. Uh, again, as Rudy has come off the floor these last couple of years, the drop off has been, you know, fairly significant. And uh, Derek Favors was certainly an upgrade over Tony Bradley, but I think uh, people in the Jazz world were hoping that uh, Whiteside might be a little bit of an upgrade over Derek Favors, although. You know, he's bounced around a little bit. We've seen his history at uh, at one point. It's been pretty dynamic enough to get the heat to give him a big contract. But he's contributed some and not contributed other times. And I, I admit, and I, I think Hans brought this up the other day on his show, that I remember when Ed, da- Ed Davis got here and I thought that that uh, would be a, a nice fit. And it didn't turn out to be that at all. And then Tony Bradley had to step up, and to his uh, credit, I think he did, and outplayed Ed Davis. But I, I'm with Hans, I, you know, looking at it from the outside in before we saw what happened. I would have thought, okay, that's a pretty decent fit. I thought that way with Whiteside, and we'll see. But he certainly deserves uh, some time to, to figure things out and, and how things are done. You know, look look no further than Mike Conley a couple of years ago. You know, different roles, uh, different things to get used to. You know, the, the simple one Mike always said was he didn't have to cheat off his guy. Uh, and had to get used to that because Rudy was uh, is is so good at what Rudy is good at that it it meant that you didn't have to help that he didn't have to help as much and he was used to his time in Memphis even playing with a player like Marcus Saul 
that he would have to cheat off his guy and help. And, and Mike had to kind of train himself to stay home because that's how the Jazz did things. They funnel, thing, uh, funnel things to Rudy and let Rudy take care of business. And uh, he's perfectly fine going one-on-one with pretty much anybody in the league. And Mike Conley had to learn, uh, you know, to kind of fight that instinct to cheat and help and, and stay home on his guy. You know, simple little things like that as you get into a new role with a new team and you hope that somebody like, well, all the certainly all the, the newcomers on the roster, but uh, Hassan Whiteside can, can pick up. So that's something to keep an eye on tonight. And then, of course, appropriate that Lloyd played that uh, that intro coming in of Donovan Mitchell and his creative step back uh, off the left foot that he nailed against the Pelicans, which was uh, certainly a nifty move. You know, these guys have, have preseason where they're, they're working on stuff. They're in the lab, so to speak, and that's something uh, new that we saw in the last game. And we know that about Donovan Mitchell. He's constantly adding. That's why he's a fun player to watch. You, you see what has come next. I mean, think about this, Lloyd. Uh, Donovan Mitchell was a pretty dynamic offensive player when he got into the league, but he had that spin move. That was his go-to. I think Locke calls it the spider spin, uh, which was certainly quite effective. Uh, You can visualize Donovan hitting Paul George with that in the playoffs his rookie year uh, to such great effect. But how much more complete is his offensive game by the, you know, uh, besides just the spider spin, which of course we see from time to time, but how many more tools does he have in his arsenal uh, to get to the basket, step backs? I mean, how much more complete is his game? And you forget that He's a young guy. I mean, he hasn't even been in the, in the league really that long. So I, I'm always curious when watching Donovan, and it's something you can watch for in the preseason. What what's that new tool? What's that new trick there? What are you working on? What's what's going to be the and next we keep thing? and we kept seeing you know uh, you know videos that he'd release of things that he's working on, make getting that deeper shot, uh, that Dame shot, uh, they're a little bit deeper. Um, you, you know, working on that. Like the guy continues to to add to a game that you you almost feel like there's there's well god there's not much more he can add but he does yeah it's it's interesting so i'll be watching for that for donovan you know how does rudy follow up his performance on monday night because that wasn't bad and of course milwaukee uh who do they end up playing how much of course is always a question in the preseason but certainly one of the more entertaining uh teams to watch in the entire nba so it should be a fun it should be a fun day here on the station, and it should be a fun game tonight uh, here at uh, at Vivint Arena. Uh, we do have a a good lineup of people joining the show today. We'll we'll talk to our friend Dr. Justin Johnson from Premier Wave coming up here momentarily. But at the top of the three o'clock hour, he covers the Jazz for KSLSports.com. He's our friend Ben Anderson. He's going to be joining us at the top of the three o'clock hour. PK Patrick Kenahan will be on. At the top of the 4 o'clock hour. And then at 5, you know him, you love him. Christian Cox is going to jump on the show to talk about Utah's victory over USC. And they certainly have another big one coming up this weekend, taking on Arizona State. So we will get uh, we will get Christian's thoughts on that at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. So a lot of basketball on the show today, but a lot of uh, college football as well. Because, of course, we are in the, the thick of it and uh, joining us now from Premier Wave, our friend, Dr. Justin Johnson. Dr. Johnson, uh, thanks for being here. You're in studio. Loving it today. Yes, yes. I love being here. It's great to be here. So is is fall, you're, you're a huge sports fan, is fall your go-to for favorite sports season where you've got basketball just starting, you're in the middle of college football, or what is your go-to? 
Yes, the fall is my favorite time of the season. Love it. You know, love the weather, and then I love college football. Very passionate about the University of Utah. I like BYU also, but I love the Utes. And then the Jazz are starting up. NFL's going on. And there's been awesome playoff baseball. Crazy, crazy good baseball playoff. Lloyd is Lloyd is grumpy because he's a Giants fan. <laughs> so they had a chance and they blew it. Way to go, Lloyd. I blame you personally. I'm, I'm a Braves fan. Actually, I went to the last baseball um, played in Fulton County Stadium when Greg Maddox pitched and they lost to the Cardinals. I was there. So, because I went to That's medical school cool. in Emory, yeah. So, yeah, I'm a that, big Braves fan. Is that because of the TBS connection growing up that they were always on, on TV around here? Yeah, yeah. The, There's so many Braves fans <laughs> around here for that reason. Right. And they were a good team. I mean, they had Smoltzy, you yeah. know, and Great Lavin pitching and everybody. It was One awesome. Of the best ever. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, all right. So, the Braves are still alive, right? They are. They just hit a home run and illuminated Milwaukee. So, they're moving on to the. So, you're riding yeah. high? Yes. I, yes see, I, am. I like the brew crew. <laughs> Brew crew. Do they still have the mascots slide into the giant beer every time there's a home run, or is that is that not a thing anymore? I don't know. I haven't seen it, but uh. the new stadium, I knew it's a couple years old in the land, is phenomenal. So they've actually gone through two stadiums since I was there. Huh. How about that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. They they have gone through two, which yeah. is interesting. It sits up high on this ridge. It just overlooks the city, and they have a, they did a really nice, cool thing where they have all these restaurants around it. It's kind of this big entertainment complex. It's just a great place to go see a baseball game. All right, let's talk about uh, Premier Wave, and uh, there's a lot to get to with you, of course, today. Um, not sure where you want to start. Maybe, maybe what makes you guys unique and different from the other Premier Wave, uh, your acoustic wave folks you hear out there? Well, there's a new machine that just got FDA approved that was actually designed for erectile dysfunction. So the other machines weren't designed for erectile dysfunction specifically, more for like orthopedic uses, like swelling in the knees or plantar fasciitis or something. And so this one, you know, took seven years of time to, well, more than seven, seven years to get through the FDA approval process. It's been on the works for like 10 years. But what makes it different is that it uses a different waveform so it can penetrate deeper. The erectile tissue is, you know, actually goes really deep into the body. It goes, almost goes to the rectum. So the other machines just cannot penetrate that far. They only penetrate about an inch, inch and a half. With this machine, the can send the energy up to six inches deep. So it reaches about half the rectal tissue that the others don't. There's about half that's not reached. So you get twice to three times the, the effectiveness of the treatment. That's what makes it so great. So, and I know you uh, you love taking care of Zone listeners, and uh, always come in with a with a really great special, and uh, want want to make sure they get the best. Yeah. So for the next uh, to the end of this month, actually, we're offering three hundred dollars off the treatment package for all those who mention twelve eighty the Zone. Plus, we're also offering the people who've tried the other treatments and have not gotten the results that they want. We'll give them half off of our treatments because we feel it's so effective. And do it better. No doubt about it. All right. So here's the number to call. 385-360-WAVE. 385-360-9283. You can go online to premierwave.com, but you've got uh, folks standing by to take care of people, yep. right? Correct. Correct. All right. That number again, 385-360-WAVE. 385-360-9283. Uh, happy to have you aboard uh, the, uh, today, Doctor. Yeah, I'm excited to talk a little sports, too, so I'm a passionate sports fan. All right, we'll get to more coming up next on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. 
Time to welcome in former BYU wide receiver Dylan Colley. Do you find Baylor to be a little bit of a mystery? It's definitely a mystery, and that's only because of their new offensive coordinator. Who's the one that's actually calling the plays? Depending on how many times they fake the jet sweep, you'll have a pretty good idea of who's calling the plays. So you're saying Grimes likes to fake the jet sweep a lot? Yeah, I'm not sure if you were able to watch 2018, but I probably faked the jet sweep about 1,500 times. <laughs> you got yourself in shape then. <laughs> oh, I was in shape. Sideline to sideline, baby. <laughs> hey, they had to respect your speed. No question. What did it say about no you? Question. I think it said good things about you. Let me tell you, it was a tough one. When I did get it, though, it worked out. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone. Zone Sports Network. Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone Band of the Day today. Zalus Cooper. It's brought to you by Live Nation Concerts for the latest tour news and artist insight. Go to livenation.com. Lloyd, any idea why I would select Alice Cooper for today's Band of the Day? No, tell me, Jake. All right. Why'd you go with Alice this, Cooper? This is. Do you really not know or are you just playing? No, no, I, I really want to know. All right. Tell so, me. The Bucks are in town. They are from... Milwaukee, exactly where Wayne and Garth drove to see Alice Cooper to get backstage, and of course Alice Cooper, you know, makeup and and all, and and this is true in real life. Our guy Kurt has played golf with Alice Cooper. That he's just he's a normal dude, but you know, a performer or whatever. So he's and got a that, stick, I hear. Yeah, he's got. Oh yeah, he's really good. Uh, but anyway, where he's just like, hello guys, you know, like. Uh, it's Milwaukee, actually pronounced Milwaukee, which is Algonquin for the good land. And it's just it's so funny. Like, you don't expect that from Alice Cooper. So, Alice Cooper, Milwaukee. I like land. it. Yeah, there you go. That's my connection. You want to give away some tickets, Lloyd? Should we do that? Because we're I givers. Think the listeners would we're love givers. it. Givers. If you want to come to the game, did, did you? Did I hear you right, Lloyd? Four pack? Four pack. Four pack? Four tickets to tonight's jazz game. If you got four tickets to the game, Lloyd, would you would you bring Jessica and the two kids, or would you be on the horn to the buddies? You gonna make me answer that right now? Let's see what time it is. Hold on. They might be in the car. I would take the family. You would take the family. Yeah. You would, would I you? would take the family. Yeah, you would. All right, twelfth caller, eight five five three four oh zone. 855-340-ZONE, four-pack of tickets, and, uh, you know, take whoever you want. Lloyd's fibbing right now, but that's okay. No, I would take the, I would take the family, take the kids. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, right. It, it, it equals out. I get, it's me, got mama, and the two kids. Four, perfect. It works out well. It does, but you also could probably convince three friends to come, you know. All right, uh, yesterday... We talked a lot about Kyrie Irving. The Nets made the only decision, really, they could possibly make, and that's to deactivate Kyrie Irving until he can be a fully participating member of the team. I mean, it's just—it's not really an option for him to only play road games. It's, it's just not. It's not fair to anybody involved. 
and it, it's really a difficult spot uh, that uh, that everybody is in there uh, with the Nets. But I thought this would force Brooklyn to to have to trade him, and I still think that they have to trade him. But I came across an interesting blog that made some argument that they can't trade him. And actually, one in particular on here is pretty good. So, uh, this is by somebody named Ian Levy, uh, and it's a, a fan-sided blog. So, yeah, I'm not... Uh, it, it's just interesting. It's a good blog, I suppose. But here we go. So, he uh, there are three reasons why the Nets will not, cannot pull off a trade with Kyrie Irving. Uh, he starts off with number one. Even if he's traded, Kyrie Irving can, uh, still can't play against a half dozen teams. So he's still going to have to miss a chunk of the season because he can't play in New York and he can't play in California. So, you know, do the math depending on what conference he's in. But he basically he can't play against a half dozen teams. So even if a team were to trade for him, it would still be under that understanding. Oh, and I believe he can't go to Canada. So he's he's not going to be able to play uh, in Toronto either. Uh, argument number two from this uh, this blogger, he says he's going to be a distraction, and this is true. Here's the argument here. He says even if a team is willing to trade for Kyrie Irving, knowing he won't be available for a quarter of their road games, at a minimum they'd also uh, have to be willing to talk about it at every press conference and media availability, and not just the front office. Irving's new teammates would be asked about it at every opportunity. There's no way it's not an ongoing distraction. And that is true. That is 100% a fact. I always, on a side note, uh, you know, when, when these players travel around to the different markets, the media in those markets don't get to talk to the visiting players uh, you know, more than a handful of times a year at the most, right? So they ask questions which are kind of more on, uh, not always, but on the broad spe- spectrum as of of the team, right? Because it's not the it's not the day to day minutia. It's you know, well, are you going to opt out of your contract at the end of the year, right? I mean, every time. Somebody has that, like when Gordon Hayward had it with Utah, he had to answer that question in every market that he went to, right? And we kind of don't, I think fans here don't really know that because local media doesn't ask that question every single day because we get the answer and the answer is not going to change, but they have to answer the same stuff in every single market. So it absolutely is a distraction because you'll have to answer those questions at home, but certainly on the road at every press conference. Every time some you know, radio bozo uh, goes to the game to cover it and ask you a question, it's going to be about, well, well, how is uh, Kyrie Irving and his uh, not being vaccinated affecting the team on a day-to-day basis? I'm going to get that all the time. Distraction, absolutely 100%. And then this guy makes the, the third argument, and this one might be the most compelling as to why Kyrie Irving can't be traded. Uh, he threatened to retire if they trade him. Uh, and then uh, he says, lastly, a team that trades for Irving might not actually get him. As the idea of a Ben Simmons for Kyrie Irving swap gained some traction last month, rumors started floating around that Irving, through his agent, had threatened to retire if he's traded, if he's willing to give up half his season and potentially a chance at a ring with the Nets. One would imagine he's happy to walk away from a long-shot title chase with the Sixers, Nuggets, or whomever. So, for better or for worse, Kyrie Irving isn't going anywhere, he says, until he decides he wants to. Okay, here's my thing. 
Kyrie Irving, there is no doubt that he is. He seems to be a very principled person, for better or for worse. And there's actually a lot, a lot of for better out there in ways that he's helped various communities. I mean, people out there calling him a selfish person. He's got a lot of actions that are that are fairly selfless. So, so uh, uh, good on, uh, good on Kyrie Irving. But he's a very principled person. But with his shoe deal and a possible extension, which he's eligible for. Lloyd, he's got like $200 million on the line. So he's already made a mountain of money, and it's one thing to say that he's in the position to take the stance that he is, and he says he's doing it for others. That's what he's saying. He's, he's not anti-vaccine. He's, anti, he's anti-mandate, and he's sticking up for, for others out there, and he can afford to do that. He can But sacrificing $200 million? That's a pretty heavy argument right there. So, I don't know. You can threaten to retire until you're blue in the face. But that's are you actually going to get... Are you actually going to walk away from that? And maybe the answer is yes. I kind of don't think so. But that maybe that's me, Radio Bozo, thinking, geez, $200 million bucks would certainly be nice. That's, of course, what persuaded Andrew Wiggins. And he, he talked about it really honestly. He was like, I did it. I did it for my kids. I did it because I'm creating, you know, generational wealth that can be passed down to my family. You know, that's the most important thing to me. If this is what I got to do to do it, here we go. He was very straightforward about all of that. I would expect Kyrie to have, everybody's got their price. <laughs> 200 million bucks has got to be it, right? I would think so, but I don't know. There's... Kyrie's just, he's different. He, there's something, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's not different at all. He ain't that different. Maybe he's not. million bucks. I'd have to look at, what, maybe you went over this. Uh, what's his career earnings to this point? I mean, he's made money. Oh, and I, mean, I get it, I get it. There's plenty, th- but. That's a lot, but. Uh, what would happen if President Trump stopped at his first billion? You know what I mean? Right. What if what if Jeff Bezos you know what? I'm would, good. Have, would have called us? I'm all right. I'm good enough. You know, two hundred million dollars is two hundred million bucks. So that's a pretty strong argument. But then again, like I said, Kyrie Irving because it seems to be a pretty principled person. Have you ever seen The Simpsons where Homer becomes a labor leader? It's a really really old no. Simpsons, and and he they basically go on strike over tartar sauce and. He's like he ends up taking a promotion from from Mr. Burns and gets tartar sauce in the in the lunchroom and it's like I sold out for a job and some tartar sauce. <laughs> you know, Kyrie Irving's got two hundred uh, million dollars. Let's say you you know it, it's worth your while to work here, but maybe maybe he's that principled of a dude. I'll tell you what, I I commend the NBA. There's, it's like ninety five percent of the NBA is vaccinated and ready to roll. I would have thought the number would would have been lower, but this is the direction they're going. And if Kyrie Irving wants to be out on a limb, it's it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Yeah, I think I'm, they saw how much money was lost during that pandemic, and like we got to we got to be we got to make money. We, we got to go. Yeah, we got to do this. We got to play. Yes, yeah. we got to we got to do whatever we got to do so that we get these games in. And I get it. I get it. There's a lot of there's a lot on the line. There's no doubt about it. We'll get to more coming up next. Ben Anderson will be on with us at the top of the 3 o'clock hour. We'll run this past Ben, of course, covers the jazz for kslsports.com. Uh, we'll have PK on with us at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. 
and uh, Christian Cox will be on with us at 5. Jazz pregame takes over at 6. It's the Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's game week for the Aggies, and the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. After a bye week, the Aggies look to keep their Mountain West Conference Championship hopes alive as they head south to Las Vegas for a battle against the Rebels of UNLV. Hear all the play-by-play action beginning with the Aggie pregame show Saturday at 4. From Monday morning to all the play-by-play action, nobody brings you better coverage of Aggie football than 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. with the 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Ben Anderson of KSL Sports coming up next. I want to get to this real quick, Lloyd. And if we want to, maybe we can get uh, back to this a little later on the show. But there's two email, uh, Washington football team email-related stories I want to get to real quick because I've got got a comparison for you. Okay. So we talked yesterday about how this leak to the New York Times from somewhere in the NFL stratosphere uh, to take down John Gruden came as a result of the investigation into the Washington football team. And uh, interesting, you know, nothing comes out about Daniel Snyder, the Washington football team, but down goes John Gruden, who wasn't even related to the investigation, right? Well, now uh, the Washington Post is reporting that uh, the NFL, that nothing else is coming out. I mean, the the uh, the Players Association have said, hey, how about, how about you release the rest of those emails so we can get a look at what, what was really going on in that toxic work environment. And uh, this is from the Post. Uh, the NFL does not plan to reopen its investigation into the Washington football team and does not intend to publicly release any written materials related to the investigation conducted by attorney Beth Wilkinson, a person familiar with the situation, said Tuesday, despite calls for more more transparency. So that's it. They're going to take down John Gruden, and that's uh, all. We'll stop there. That's all we're going to know. Yeah, but here's my comparison because there is one other story related to this in that Adam Schefter, the NFL insider for ESPN, uh, a report comes out that uh, he just happened to be sharing some of his stories with uh, the Washington football team front office, including Bruce Allen, for a little approval. Like, hey, is this the message you want to get out there? Which really isn't what you know a breaking. News I use journalist journalism for us loosely. <laughs> is I think that's doing. frowned upon. So it's it's like it's like your. You're youngster, Lloyd, but my my four year old Sadie is really into popping the the bubbles, uh, packing uh, okay. packing bubbles. You know what I'm talking about. Right. And so she does it until I'm at my wits end, and are like, "That's it. We're not popping any more of those." You know, like she's got a whole roll in front of her, and it's like, "Okay, we're done. We're we're done popping them." And she gets a couple more in, knowing she might get into a little bit of trouble, but. She wants to continue doing it. She's going to look at you while well, she does right it. Right. Before you either, she she goes to timeout or like you take it away physically, right? You know, the pop, pop, you know, just that little extra. That That's what happened to Adam Schefter today. 
before they closed the vault, they were like, yep, we got John Gruden. I think our work is done here. Oh, Adam Schefter, too. All right, we're done. We're done. It's over. The vault is closed. No more leaks. No more nothing. Nothing's coming on. Uh, we're done here. This just feels so wrong in so many ways. I am I'm offended. No more leaks. It's over. We got Gruden. That's what we wanted. And, uh, you know, we took down Schefter while we were at it. And now it's over. Now it's over. There'll be nothing further. We will not see anything. 600,000 emails. Nope. Not, you're, you're not going to see a word. We got the two guys we wanted to. Boop, boo. Done and done. Shake, shake, wink, wink. We're the good. NFL boys. is pure evil and remains pure evil. It is an empire, man. <laughs> not gonna, you cannot bring down that empire. Nothing on Daniel Snyder. Nothing on that toxic, toxic, toxic work environment. Other than to label it a toxic work environment and say, "Oh, look the other way now," because we've got it taken care of. We All that came we from this toxic it. work environment was people that were not even in the organization for the most part. <laughs> at all, not for the most part, at all. Cruder was working for ESPN at the time, and so was Schefter. Is this revenge? Did Schefter report something he shouldn't have? Yeah, like, well, maybe. Take, take him down. Take him down. No, I think they accidentally, they probably, this is probably one they didn't mean to. It was just like an accident. It was collateral damage. <laughs> like th- this last one, this last email slipped out somehow. Whoops. And he's like, whoops. Oh. That was an accident. I didn't mean to just hit send. That was Somebody accidentally hit send and like, whoops. <laughs> oh, no. Can I undo? No, I can't. <laughs> you know how on our email we have the option to undo a message? Yeah. Which I've used before. I'm like, oh, I better undo that one. Oh, yeah. oh man. Didn't mean to leak that one. That was sorry, an accident. Sorry, Adam. Adam, sorry about that. I owe you. Whoops. <laughs> I'll get you a story later, okay? <laughs> I'm sorry. Promise. Anyway, I thought those two stories juxtaposed were, were interesting today. So the NFL, though, is, is closing the door on any further information into the investigation into the Washington football team. They are going to leave it at toxic work environment. Nothing to see here, folks. Nothing to see <laughs> at all. All right. Uh, joining us now, he is here in studio with us. He's Dr. Johnson from Premier Wave. What's going on, doctor? How are you? Good, Jake. How you doing? Uh, I'm great. I'm great. It's game day. You know, you got the Jazz, got the the world champion Bucks in town. I mean, it's not so bad. Yeah, it's awesome. That's why I love fall sports. Absolutely. And the Jazz played really well on Monday, so it'll be interesting to see if they duplicate that again today. Yeah. All right. Well, let's help our listeners out there that might be struggling a little bit. Uh, You guys do a lot at Premier Wave, but uh, you want to help. We're talking today about ED. Yeah. So we have a new machine that's just FDA approved specifically for the root causes of ED, which is plaque buildup and <clears throat> blood vessel loss. So it restores the blood vessels and it gets rid of the plaque so you can get an erection because that's the main cause of erectile dysfunction. And it works so well. We've had a lot of people come in and use it. We're a premier provider. We signed a premier uh, package with the company. So we're actually trainers for the company. And anytime someone buys a, one of these machines in the Western United States, we train them. And you have a lot of history in this, uh, the technology realm. I mean, you've got a big background in this sort of thing. Yeah, so I, I'm a consultant for several laser companies. I actually helped develop one of the CO2 lasers on the market. I was a professor at Duke for a while, and I used the laser a lot. So they approached me and said, hey, you want to help us 
make this laser better. And so I helped them, and then we went from there and helped get it through the FDA for uh, vaginal rejuvenation, which we also do. So not only just treat the men, we treat the women as well. So call now, 385-360-WAVE. That's 385-360-9283. And you've got a great deal going today for Zone listeners. Yeah, so if you mention 12 the Zone, you get $300 off. And for all those who've actually tried a treatment before and haven't gotten the results they want, we'll give you half off our packages. And we're also running a cool special. There's this new Botox out that just came out, FDA approved, called Juvo. We're actually doing a Juvo event as a premier partner of Juvo in October 19th, and you'll get half off basically of the Juvo, and we're giving away a full free year of Juvo to somebody. How right about now. that? Yeah. All right. Full free year. Yep. Free year that? of Juvo for a whole year. 385-360-WAVE, 385-360-9283, or jump online, premierwave.com. We appreciate you, doctor. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks. Take care. Ben Anderson, coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.